Good morning to those tuning in onto the YouTube Live and to all the other listeners, hello! Thanks for joining me this week on Podaria. This is Akanksha Podaria, founder and host of Podaria. I'm currently a junior in high school trying to make the most of a global pandemic, and this podcast is my way of doing so. Make sure to visit Podaria on Instagram at Podaria. There, uh, the YouTube, also Podaria, which is spelled P-O-D-H-E-R-I-Y-A, all lowercase, and mostly, and most importantly, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, or any of your preferred platforms, so you never miss an episode. Today, I have the opportunity to speak with the founders of Letters for Rose, an organization that has grown into a national effort to reduce the loneliness of the elderly in nursing homes during the COVID-19 pandemic. They spread such an important message of how much value the interactions they had with the residents at senior centers prior to the pandemic held and have continued to be in, and have been able to continue to make a difference in the lives of many elderly people during this pandemic. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Layla and Annika. Hi guys, I'm Annika. Yeah, go ahead. You guys can just introduce yourselves. Go ahead. <laughs> Okay, so I'm Annika. Um, Layla and I were both 16 years old and we live in Montclair, New Jersey. We started Letters for Rose a couple of months ago after not being able to return to a nursing home that we were volunteering at weekly. And we really connected with the residents there and we wanted to find a way to be in contact with them during the pandemic. And then we just decided to write them letters. So we got a bunch of people in our town to write letters to the residents at this one specific home. And then we just expanded it and we reached out to friends and family across the nation. Um, and they all started different chapters in their towns. And now, Layla, you wanna say how many places we have? Yeah, so we have, I think over 20 states, which is crazy. We never thought that it would get that big. Um, and just for like an intro of me, um, Letters for Rose honestly takes up most of my time, but when I'm not, doing Letters Bros things. I um, really like music, so I play instruments. And since we're both juniors in high school, that also takes up a lot of time because there's like AP courses and getting ready for college and SAT prep and stuff like that. Yeah, that's crazy. I can't believe you guys managed all that stuff at once. Junior year is already hard enough to be honest. But um, yeah, so I think you guys already went over like a brief explanation of um, what Letters for Rose is, but I don't know if you want to go in more in depth about like what exactly Letters for Rose is. Yeah, so basically there's different chapters in different locations. So in our town, we have a Montclair chapter and the chapter has um, five to 10 leadership roles where um, it's high school teenage volunteers and they call nursing homes, they find friends and family to write letters, they verify the letters, they bring letters to the nursing home and some of them even create the letters. And it's honestly a beautiful experience because not only have we impacted so many lives of elders, but we've also made a lot of friends across the country that are all the same age as Layla and I, which has been so much fun. So we're helping out the community and making friends and it's just awesome. Yeah, I also think it's really important, especially during a pandemic to like talk with other people. And when we started this, 
it was like a really good way to network across the country. Um, I know Ani like knows a lot of people from Florida and like plays and FaceTimes them and so do I so like not only is it for the elders but it's just really good for teenagers who are really isolated and like don't know what to do and um, when we started this out it was like at the very beginning of the pandemic when school wasn't really like happening because teachers didn't know how to transition to go online so I know everyone was just really bored in their homes like looking for something to do so um, I think that's why we got so many people to begin with. Yeah I think that's the beauty of um, what really came out of this pandemic was all of us at home but I think that also stimulated a bunch of um, like a lot of us had a lot of ideas that I don't think we necessarily had the time for or like we didn't have like the thinking time for exactly before the pandemic and um, I definitely too, once we got into this pandemic, um, quarantine really led to me thinking more about these things and getting more involved in things that um, are happening around me, like organizations or clubs or activities and trying to make the most of like a virtual um, club or organization. So um, I, I, I forget if you guys already went over this, but how did you guys uh, come up with Letters for Rose? Um, I think Ani talked about it a little, but I can go into more depth. So um, we're, we were in Key Club, which is like a club for community service. And one of the opportunities was to volunteer at one of our local nursing homes. So we would just go there for one hour every week. And we I didn't realize how big of an impact it would have on us, but we got extremely close to all of the residents. Um, there were some that we would just like look forward to seeing every week. Um, and the nursing home that we went to sometimes might not have treated the residents well like they kind of just acted like they weren't capable of things and so like when we first came they would all just kind of be in a circle around a tv just like in silence and so they would look forward to like all the volunteers from key club coming um so we only went one hours on mondays but when we would when we left we would be so worried about what the um, elders would do without us even just for like that week when we wouldn't be there so that's why when corona hit we're like what are they going to do without any inside interact any outside interaction any volunteers not even their family so I feel like that was like the main thing like I remember when my mom um, told me that they weren't going to let any volunteers come like at the beginning of the pandemic I called Annika and we started like freaking out because we were even worried about what they would do for like a couple hours without us so yeah yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, do you want to add on that, Monica? Yeah, it was also, we really, really, really connected with a couple of the residents. Um, some of them would just have so much energy and share so many stories with us. And one time we saw this older woman, she got a letter from her children. She didn't even recognize that it was from her children, but she started bawling and crying. And it was the sweetest thing. And we were hugging her and she thought it was from her mom, but this woman is like a hundred years old. So it obviously wasn't from her mom, but to us, we kind of realized we're like, she was so impacted by this one letter that if she receives another letter from someone else, she might not really recognize that it's not from her mom, but the fact that she is appreciating it and that it said, we love you. She was so happy with that. And it really made our hearts feel good that we get to do this for other residents all across the U.S. now. Yeah, also some of the some of the residents that I talked to, you could just tell they were 
so thankful to have people who just wanted to like hear about their lives and just talk to them because I think they're already really lonely and isolated how it is so the pandemic made it much harder for them but um I remember we the whole thing started like we named it letters for rose because rose was one of the residents that we like really bonded with and every time we came she would just light up and she was so excited um for us to like come talk to her and spend some time with her so I think um now that they don't have like a way of seeing people letters is like one of the best things we can do that's amazing that's really touching too I think the fact that you guys are even making an effort to connect with um, so many people across the nation now because their um, organizations are just constantly growing. So I think that's really awesome. Um, so what is something that you are most proud of through Letters for Rose? Um, I'm really proud of how big it got because when we started, it wasn't really our idea for it to become like such a national or even global organization. But um, when we started reaching out to like friends in different states and they started reaching out to their friends, it all of a sudden kind of just like exploded and we got a bunch of people. Um, and I'm also really proud of like the people that we got who are so motivated on their own to help us because it was nothing like, um, like you had to have prior experience or like an interview or anything like that. We just tried to find people who were interested like on their own. Um, and I know that was something we were kind of worried about, but we've gotten so many amazing volunteers who just spend hours and hours, even when we didn't really like ask them to, and they just like do it all on their own, um, which has inspired us a lot. That's great. That's awesome. Um, I think it's also amazing how, I think quickly, I guess you guys grew too, because I know that there's so many chapters across. I was just scrolling through the Instagram feed the other day for Letters for Rose, and I saw so many chapters just so many like different people that are involved in this one organization and I think it's amazing how you managed to connect so many people and that too with the circumstances of this pandemic with all these virtual constraints but I think you guys really found a way to get around all of those um, difficulties and limitations by creating letters for Rose. So what is something that you've done to make an impact? I know you guys have done a lot to make an impact clearly for, with Letters for Rose, but what is something um, that you guys think is most impactful? I think that the biggest impact is giving the residents something that shows them that they're cared for and that they're loved outside of their family because a lot of residents that are really old their families aren't going to visit them all the time. And especially now, a lot of families, if especially if the resident's like in a different state or something like that, you cannot go visit them every day or make sure that they're okay. So I think the fact that residents are getting letters and artwork that's personally directed towards them saying their name in beautiful lettering that they can have in their room that they can look at before bed, know that they're loved. And even if they can't read, have it be read to them. Like, it, I think it's just this really big impact that's helping the elders push through an already lonely time for them in a nursing home, but even lonelier now during the pandemic. Yeah, and I think especially that um, the fact that it's difficult for us to, and we're, we're teenagers who, you know, have our friend groups from school or stuff like that. We can still find a way to connect, maybe even find a way to meet if we're uh, being safe about it, you know, but um, I think it's even more difficult for these people in senior centers where um, already isolation does come upon you, like Annika said, and 
I think the pandemic really hit us hard. I mean, hit me hard, but I can't imagine what's going through like the heads of um, people, elderly people living in the senior centers. So um, Layla, did you want to add to that? Yeah, definitely. So um, Annika already touched upon like how we helped the residents and we've gotten some photos of like when the residents read their letters and they just look so happy and excited. Um, so I think it's like really important. And I also think that um, it's helped the volunteers, like the teenage volunteers, because even though the residents are like more lonely and isolated than us, it's still hard for everyone. So um, when we have like team Zooms or chapter Zoom meetings, um, a lot of times we just like go off topic and start talking about school or like anything. And um, it's really good to just have people to talk to when you're like constantly just in your room alone because of the pandemic. So I feel like that's also um, something good that's come out of this that we didn't really realize was going to happen, but it kind of just happened through getting so many volunteers. Yeah, I think an organization is like, well, one of my favorite things to do is um, just talk with these people on my team and just like really get to know them as people because, you know, they're either living halfway across the nation and you've never met them before. But I think this, um, the virtual constraint has also brought us like opportunities to just talk to people whenever you feel like even FaceTime them, hit them with the text or Slack message or whatever it is that um, people are communicating through. And I think um, one of my favorite things uh, that actually happened because of this pandemic, which is again, very unfortunate, but one of the good things that came out of this pandemic was me meeting so many new people through organizations. Like I never would have guessed that I would have met people from New York or like Florida or just like the other end of the nation that I um, haven't actually met before in real life. But I think that's exactly what you guys are doing through Letters for Rose, where um, people are connecting. Like I know my friends are part of the um, Fairfax chapter, I think. And that's so crazy how you guys know them. I know that it's like, it's crazy. It's a whole like loop of connections that everyone's making right now during this pandemic. So um, as the voting season started, you know, just a little, um, a different track of and train of thought right now. But as the voting season started, I know that both of you guys have helped seniors um, get their votes in. So could you just elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, so um, an article came out about how, so for residents in nursing homes, um, they're already kind of like isolated from stuff that's going on outside. So teams of people would come in and help them vote and just like talk to them about the election. But because of the pandemic, that can't happen this year, like those teams of people who would help them. Um, so a lot of them don't know how to vote, don't have a plan to vote. And I feel like this election is very important. So um, we started to encourage volunteers to just write a reminder in their le letters, like not have the whole letter be about it, but just write a little reminder saying, like encouraging them to vote, come up with a plan to vote, vote by mail. Um, it wouldn't be any like political views put into it, but just a way to remind them of um, like what's going on outside the nursing home. Yeah, and I think it's great that you're emphasizing the importance of voting and something that I kind of just looked at before this uh, recording session, but you know, citizens vote for leaders to represent them and their ideas and the leaders support the citizens' interests. So I think it's really important that that point kind of gets brought out and um, just the importance of voting, like whoever you're voting for may be um, varying through every person, but I think the fact that you're voting and just participating in what's available to us is so important. And although I don't think any of us can vote, unfortunately, but I think it's great that um, you guys are pushing for other people to vote because that's 
so important, especially during a time like this where there's so many, so many things happening and there's a lot to be um, said and a lot to be voted about. So I'm gonna, oh, never mind. I have one more question before we go into the seven question speed round. Okay, so um, you guys are already so, um, so large of an organization. So what are your, your future plans um, in regards to expanding your organization or just whatever your future plans are? I think one of our kind of future plans is maybe expanding to children's hospitals or yeah, children's hospitals, because after, I don't think this is going to be for a while, but after the pandemic is over, over, um, we're still going to continue sending letters to nursing home residents, but they're going to be less lonely because they're going to have their volunteers back. Layla and I are definitely going to be going back. And I know so many teenagers from our organization are going to be volunteering at these nursing homes now. So I think expanding to children's hospitals, it's another secluded group. And children, they're like really active and stuff. So I think it would be great to send them letters. Um, so yeah, that, and just expanding more. I really think growing our group even more would make such of a bigger impact because just getting as many residents or children like letters too, would just continue to grow the impact. So that's one of our big goals. Yeah, also we um, we partnered with like a small nonprofit uh, or maybe not a nonprofit, but they like just started and it's called Letters for Lifesavers and they write to like essential healthcare workers and firefighters and just other people who might benefit from some letters. So I know there's like a lot of people who would benefit from what we're doing, not just the elders, um, and I also think now that we have such a big network of like enthusiastic teenagers who just want to make a difference, um, we could use that for so many different things. So we're still kind of figuring out like what direction we want to head in, but we have um, so many people who we know would like help us with whatever. That's amazing. You know, I think it's great that you guys are expanding more and you, you like um, are spreading the message of Letters for Rose and really the true meaning of really just connecting with everyone out there. Because I think um, nowadays we're really, uh, we have a lot of self-centered tendencies, especially now that we're, you know, either we're home alone or just um, doing a lot of stuff for, um, for ourselves. I think it's great that you guys are reaching out and doing things for other people for um, either whether it be the elderly or just any healthcare worker or whoever it is that you guys are planning on reaching out to. But I think that's awesome. And with that said, I think we're gonna move on to the seven question speed round. So um, the seven question speed round is one of my favorite segments and I will start, okay, wait, let me just explain it to everyone out there who's watching. So essentially what the seven question speed round is, is I'm going to ask seven random questions, which are, I, I tell you, the randomest questions that I possibly could have found or came up with. But um, they're just seven random questions to really get whoever uh, um, the guest on Podaria is to get to, to get to know them better. So essentially what um, uh, past my past few seven question speed rounds have been really random questions like what's your favorite footwear or some random questions like that. So. I'm gonna start and I guess I'll ask a question and I think you guys can um, both answer. So uh, the first question of the seven questions speed round is describe your life in one word. Whoever wants to start, go ahead. Um, 
<laughs> I'd say busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say um, I'd say exciting because I'm always like doing different things and it can be stressful, but it's always like exciting to see what's gonna come. That's good. Um, what's your favorite TV show? I like The Society. I don't really watch TV, but that's like the one show I watch. Um, I don't know. I really like Gilmore Girls. It's I like a really dude, I, I just, I like, was about to rewatch it the other day, but I love that show too. Um, if you could time travel, so where would you go? Um, I'd say like, <gasps> I would want to go to the future. Smart I say the future. That's a good answer. Um, if, oh, no, wait. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Mint, chocolate chip, or coffee. I love <laughs> coffee. Okay. Um, who are three famous people that you would want at your extravagant dinner party? Like, full-blown, fancy dinner party. I'm asking pretty <laughs> tough questions. I for a speed round, but... Hmm. <laughs> One of mine would be Zendaya. I don't know. Because I love Zendaya. Mm. It would be someone that's like dead, but yeah. in the past. Yeah. Um, Probably someone like Martin Luther King or like Gandhi. Someone who I could just like talk to about all the stuff they've done. Yeah, those are good ones. I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I would say probably like... Like... One direction altogether, like just bring a couple extra people. <laughs> that's okay. That's yeah, a good choice. Um, as a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? I always wanted to be a teacher. That was like always what I wanted to do. I I don't know. I kind of went different ways. I always wanted to be a soccer player, like professional. But yeah, it's kind of changed now. <laughs> That's nice. Um, what is your dream job? Or like dream, just, I guess, life ahead of time? Um, I don't know. Still kind of undecided right now. Yeah, same. I mean, I still like, I still really like teaching other people, but I also like math. So maybe something involving that. Good choices. Um, Okay, well that is the end. I think that was seven questions. I hope that was. But that's the end of the seven questions speed round. And now I'll take us back to um, more talking about other things that are actually pretty relevant considering the seven questions speed round was not. But um, okay. So moving on to balancing extracurriculars. So I know both of you guys are extremely busy individuals, especially leading Letters for Rose, as well as having that academic rigor from junior year of high school. And um, I just want to know, how are you both managing extracurriculars during this time? Um, I think I'm balancing it pretty well, but it's really, really hard. Um, I have soccer practice every single day because it's high school season and we have games on weekdays like I'm Layla and I keep trying to schedule meetings and it's so hard because Layla's like I have piano these days and I'm like well I have a soccer game that day at four o'clock but I have to be there right when school ends like it's just all these different things that just keep adding up and letters for Rose and 
all these different things. So um, I think I'm balancing it pretty well. Um, I want to go back to school, but obviously safely. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think going back to school would help to balance a lot of the stress because online school is just not <laughs> it. It's so hard sitting all day. Um, but I'm really happy that we have Letters for Rose and I have a social aspect of going to soccer practice and at least having a season. Yeah, I agree. I'm really stressed. I feel like it's inevitable junior year to be stressed like how it is. Um, so Letters for Rose obviously adds a lot to that. Um, I just try to stay organized. So I make schedules for myself um, and like to-do lists and stuff. And even though there's a lot of other stuff I'm doing, I feel like school is always my priority. So I try to like knock out the um, school things and then like spend time on Letters for Rose like towards the nighttime or after. Um, but I'm still figuring out how to balance everything. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I'm also a junior, so I totally get what you guys are facing. And um, I think, honestly, I've I think I've gotten better at managing time, although I'm definitely not at my like peak efficiency. I'm definitely um, I've been improving throughout quarantine. And I think the fact that there's just so many things happening at once, whether it be school or if you're involved in an organization or if you're just if you're just trying to find some time to like to relax. I think it's difficult to find time for everything, but you know, there's always a way to make it happen. Although it's hard, hard, like very hard. But um, I think I think all of us are um, very capable of doing so. So Letters for Rose has grown into such a large organization. Again, as I as I stated before, with chapters all across the nation. So, in what ways do you both manage communication throughout all these chapters? Um, we, so how we got people is just like spreading, we had this Google form that we just like sent out to everyone and that's how we got people. But now, um, with all of our volunteers, we mainly use Zoom. Um, we have Slack, which is like a really good way of communication where there's like channels and DMs and everything like that. Um, and then we also have, um, so we have an intro Zoom meeting, which is just like to meet everyone. Um, and then once the roles are assigned like for example um if you're going to be like an outreach coordinator for your chapter we'll have zooms with like the outreach coordinators all across the nation where it's just a good way to communicate um with like the people who are all doing the same role so that they can kind of bounce ideas off each other and give each other like tips and ask questions um so i'd say zoom is like a really good way to communicate with everyone yeah, I definitely utilize Zoom and Slack a lot more. Actually, I don't even think I used Zoom once before the pandemic or Slack, actually. And I think Slack was definitely the the um, top tier communication form for anything I do now. And um, I use it every day, no matter what. Or, and if I don't use it, someone else is and I'm getting those notifications that sound like, I don't know, like a soda bottle opening. I don't know. But Slack is... I have like my... Um, so my piano lessons and violin lessons are virtual and every time I get a slack notification my like teachers are so confused they're like what is that <laughs> yeah, me too. yeah no I have my piano lessons and violence which is crazy I think it's crazy that both of us are doing the exact same thing pretty much but um yeah during my violin lessons my slack notifications it sounds like I'm literally opening a can of soda but I promise 
I'm not, in fact, I'm just standing there. But, you know, other than that, I think I just want to move on to the last question. And it is, um, what advice would you guys have to give to anyone out there who's listening and wants to start giving back to the community? Uh, community? I need to start talking more. But um, yeah. I would say find something you're really, really passionate about and then figure out a way to give back to your community with like by doing the thing you're really passionate about. Elena, I, I think couple months before the pandemic, before we started volunteering, I would have never thought that I would be writing letters to nursing home residents. Like, I feel like you always hear like, oh, nursing home residents, like they're lonely, all these different things, but I never have been given the opportunity to actually act upon it. But I feel like once we were really, really passionate about the residents and making sure that we, that they knew we missed them, that they knew that, that we wanted to make sure they knew they were loved. Um, that just became something we we're so passionate about and then acting upon it just became so much easier. So find something you're super duper passionate about. Yeah, I agree with Annika. Um, and I also think, I feel like you always hear this and it's like really cliche, but um, like, don't think that you can't do something cause we never thought that it would get this big. Um, but there's always a way, like if you're passionate about something, you can really make it happen. Like if you're doing something where you're doing it for another reason, like for college or usually it won't go as well, but if it's something that like you wanna do on your own, like when we started this, it was honestly just because we like missed the people who we had got really close with. So if you find something that you really wanna do on your own and then like use connections you have, you can like really grow it and make it happen. Yeah, I think the pandemic has definitely given us enough time to really think about what we're passionate about. Um, I think the internet is a great uh, resource for all of us to just, you know, get researching or get, um, just look what's out there already. If there's organizations that you're interested in, then go ahead, reach out to them. They're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna, you might not always have success, but I think it's important to just start at like a step. You need to start at step one to get to like, you know, wherever you wanna be. So, um, that's awesome. And I think I'm going to move right into the outro now because um, we've been talking for a little bit and I think this has been such a great conversation. And um, before I uh, close out on the YouTube live stream and the, um, the podcast itself, but I just wanted to give a shout out to all the social medias for Letters for Rose. So you guys can follow Letters for Rose on Instagram at letters.forrose on Instagram and look at their feed for all the different chapters that they have because there's a billion, I swear. There's like everyone from every corner of the nation is involved. So go ahead and um, you guys can look at the different chapters that they have on their Instagram feed. And if you guys want to get involved, which I totally recommend, um, click the link in their bio and you guys can fill out that form and just get involved into this amazing organization. And they also have a website coming soon. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. And with that said, thank you guys so much for joining me today, Layla and Annika. You guys have been um, amazing individuals to speak with. And I'm so glad that we got to talk today. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm so glad that you guys were able to come on. And um, I just want to thank the viewers and listeners out there, whoever's on the YouTube live stream. I hope there's someone on there just no, there are, there are people. It's okay, I'm checking. But um, all the viewers and listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in today. 
Today, we were able to hear all the amazing things that Layla and Annika have done and how they have positively contributed to society. And my main goal for Podaria was to shine light on all these people who are so passionate about what they do and the fact that everyone who has came onto my podcast so far has not been chasing their passion for like materialistic pleasures. Rather, they're doing it for the pure joy of giving back to the community and just sharing their experiences and advice. So with that said, if any of you guys have any amazing stories or passions that you want to share on my podcast, then feel free to send me an email at podariathepodcast at gmail.com. That's P-O-D-H-E-R-I-Y-A, the podcast at gmail.com. So thank you guys once again, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and see you on the next episode of Podaria.